My name is Joe DiBiase. Bills wide receiver Gabe Davis has a national championship ring. And I'm Jordan Hanskin, and uh, I think he may have had one in like 1943 um, based off media votes, but um, he does not get it in today's age where you have to you know, no, win the title no. game to win. He's He's got a ring somewhere in his house. He's got a ring that says yeah. UCF, University of Central Florida, 2017 National Champions. And uh, that was made by <laughs> their university president. Yes, it's a very, very funny. I love it. What a president that is. Stand it up for <laughs> the boys. Uh, and this is the Locked on Sabres podcast. Uh, we've got lots to get to on today's episode. We're having fun through the offseason here with our Sabre 50 list. Jordan's up for number 12. We'll do that today. I'm going to try to beat Jordan's Sudoku Sabre team that he put together on our last episode. I think I might have done it. I think I might have done it. You don't believe that I've done it, though. I don't think it's possible. But that's so after only 10 minutes of work. But I did it for 10 minutes too. So I think time, okay. I stopped. I stopped. Like I knew that you didn't take a ton of time with it. So I didn't perfect it too much either. I think I only made a couple changes after my original idea of how to build it. So yeah. uh, you'll, you'll see though. Um, so we'll get into that as well. And we've got a trade rumor. We got a trade rumor to talk about today here on the podcast. Uh, Elliot Friedman, not Elliot Friedman, Frank Saravelli from TSN earlier today, this being uh, Thursday. Uh, reported that the per- the Pittsburgh Penguins have a standing trade offer on the table for their starting goaltender, Matt Murray. And you had Chad Dinaminesis, uh from Expected Buffalo tweet that he's heard that the Sabres and Penguins have been talking a lot this offseason. So twofold, there's the player, there's talking about the Sabres actually acquiring a netminder, which we talked a lot about and will continue to talk a lot about this offseason because it's a very interesting position to see what they do. Um, but in terms of Matt Murray specifically, if the Sabres were the team that had a standing offer, how would you feel about that? Um, I'm open to anything. Um, I think the goaltending has been a problem. Um, I'm a little concerned that his numbers have steadily deteriorated um, since uh coming into the league um, as a 21-year-old. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm nervous about it, but I think that goaltending is the Sabres' main issue now. Um, mm-hmm. I think we can also say yeah. mid-tier, um, like second and third line, but I think goaltending was a serious problem last year, especially after Allmark got hurt. Um, and I think that it let us down a lot of games, and maybe we wouldn't be – we would be a lot more optimistic – had we won, say, two more games and made the and made at least the qualifying round, mm-hmm. um, and here we are, and I think goaltending was a big reason why we're at this point. So I'm open to it. Um, hopefully, it's a buy low. Um, and if you if you get a decent offer out there where you're not giving up much, like you're not giving up a good prospect or anything, I'm interested. Uh, my level of interest is probably lesser even than yours is. I don't mind him paired with Lena Solmark in a vacuum. But when you factor in, well, looking at his contract, $3.75 million was what he was making. He's a restricted free agent. I'd have to imagine that he's making at least that number, $3.75 million. And when I had my, my ideal goalie 
tandem for next season for the Sabres costs less than what that would cost. $3.75 million, or let's even bump it up to four if you get a small pay increase. $4 million bucks roughly for Matt Murray. And then Allmark's up for a contract, too. He's an RFA. I don't know what he commands. Probably between two and a half and $3 million. Suddenly, I've committed $7 million to goaltender that I still don't think is that solid because I don't. I, I do see Murray as a big upgrade over Carter Hutton. Don't get me wrong. For whatever Carter Hutton games you would take away and give to Matt Murray, that is an enormous upgrade. But I don't really think Matt Murray's a better goaltender than Lena Salmark. In fact, I think they're relatively the same. Their save percentage says that. The last two seasons, Murray's played 88 games. Allmark's played 71. Murray's got a 9-11 save percentage, and Allmark's got a 9-10 save percentage. And if you look at save percentage above expected, an advanced stat that moneypuck.com uses a lot, Allmark ranked 21st out of 56 qualified goalies this past season. Murray was 52nd out of 56 goalies. So I do believe that it seems to me that a lot of his success has been team-driven throughout the course of his career. He played for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And when you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin in front of you and you're winning in the playoffs and you're winning Stanley Cups, when really you only have to be an average netminder to get those results in Pittsburgh, suddenly I think your reputation gets overinflated. I think that you get overvalued. And that's where I'm worried not just about you know how many games he would play because I'm not worried about that because it's an upgrade over Hutton, but I'm worried what a contract would mean with Matt Murray. So, and really what you would give up. Like if you said buy low, if, if you told me it was a third round pick tomorrow, like that's what they're giving up or like a mid round pick similar to what they give for Connor Sherry, then I'm okay. But if I'm giving up, you know, any, like if it was a first round pick, like they did for Robin Leonard or a second round pick, uh, then I'm not for it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the value has to be right. Um, because, I mean, let's be honest, like last year he was in a goalie that dealt with not only health problems, but also, you know, had a 287 and 899 save percentage. And that's not very good. Um, albeit, I'll, I'll say this in his defense, Penguins are a good team. Their defense is bad. Like, yeah. they, they had some bad defensemen out there. I mean, Jack Johnson is like a shell of himself. <laughs> there was, like, I was watching that Montreal. They, there were breakaways all over the place. Like, for Montreal, whose offense stinks, like, mm. for a team like that, they actually, like, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh gave them free free shots on goal all the time. Like, I think it's their defense is not that good. I think Crosby and Malkin will give him a lot more wins than they probably mm. should have. But as, like, an entire team, I don't think the Penguins are that good. You, you mentioned Montreal, by the way. The quick word on them. We'll talk maybe more about this in a future episode, but – uh, Elliot Friedman did say today on WGR in Buffalo that Max Domi with his new agent, uh, he thinks that he is available. And that wasn't a name that I expected to be available coming into this off season. And this will be like for Sabre fans and for talking about this with the Sabres in mind, it makes it even more frustrating because Domi is one of those guys that has played center in his career, but ideally is not a center. So you'll get the age old, oh, well, he can play center. So he should play center here, right? Well, uh, that's not really their second line center fix. That being said, I'm sure you would agree with me on this. Like Max Domi, like compared to acquiring a goaltender, like that's where I'd want to be diverging my assets. And it, both guys need contracts. So, for instance, if both those players were available today and the Sabres knew they can only afford one, uh, even if it means they're unlikely to get either one, Domi would be the one I'm chasing, not Matt Murray. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't think Matt Murray is that coveted of a prize. Um, like I think the Penguins are more. I think 
the burden should be on them because I think that they know that they can't sign him and their other goalie. Tristan you Jari. Know, like, yeah. Tristan Jari, that's right. Um, yeah, I think that the burden should be on them. So the Sabres should be able to get a decent deal out of it because the Sabres could just be like, oh, we'll just go with Olmark and maybe, you know, switch it up at backup. Like, it's not that big of a deal for the Sabres. I mean, I think that they'll going in next year with that, I don't think it's, you know, where you want to be as a franchise, but um, there's no need to break the bank. Whereas like Max Domi, that's definitely upgrading your roster. Um, so I'd be, I'd definitely be more interested in that. And I think Kevin Adams, um, I hope he's thinking this way. I think he's got to do something to get this team, you know, get at least some energy into this organization because I mean, he's entering, he's, he's got the most apathetic, I think the Sabres fans have ever been. Yeah. Yep, probably. I can't, still can't believe the sentence. I like, we need Kevin Adams to instill some life in this organization is a sentence. Like that's where we are. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know. I mean, he's he's a guy that was groomed for this job. So Fair if you're enough. groomed for this job, you got to step up into it and make a move right away that gets us going. Like, okay, maybe this guy's got something. Yep, that's right. The expectations should be what they should be that for sure. Uh, Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Sabres Sudoku inspired by Down Goes Brown, Sean McIndoo of The Athletic. Jordan, uh, you still got your team uh, offhand there because I, I'm not remembering it off the top of my head. I've got mine in front of me. Um, if you want to reiterate the rules for everybody and then what your team was, um, then I'll read mine after. Okay, so the rules, as stated by uh, Sean McAdoo, um, is that you have to make a starting lineup, three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie, um, using only one of each digit between zero and nine. So you'll have to have two players with single-digit numbers to make it to make the math work. Um, and so my team was Rick Martin, number seven, Jack Eichel, number nine, Danny Breer, number forty-eight. Uh, Brian Campbell, number 51, uh, Rasmus Dahlin, number 26, and Ryan Miller, number 30. And I I believe I have beaten you. I believe I've beaten you. And I knew the only way I could beat you was by going the Dominic Hasek route. I knew I needed to find a way to carve out a good, solid five skaters without using three or nine. Because Hasek over Miller, um, you know, like... Miller deserves a lot of respect. He's got a lot of the goalie records, even when you look at it, like wins and games started for the Sabres. But Hashik is another animal. He's the best goaltender in NHL history. Miller is a legend, but you know, like you'd have to have a debate about whether he's a Hockey Hall of Famer. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure. I've never even thought about that question, honestly, until the second. Hashik is like definitive, best goalie ever for those who actually know enough um, to know that. And then like the Hall of Fame was never a question. So he he's my guy in net. I did need to single digit guys i've got one on the blue line and i've got one at forward so my blue line consists of phil housley using number six and then i've got brian campbell using number five and using number one so so far i've got hashik housley and campbell and Mm -hmm. i think jordan you're you're in your head you're like oh his forwards are gonna stink and this is where i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna eat them up and i do think your forwards are better but i think i have a solid group of three here i've got rick martin 
uh, using the number seven. I'm so I'm copying you there, and I'm also taking Danny Briere as well with the four and the eight, and then I'm throwing Don Luce on the other wing with the two and the zero, who is like a top. He's a top ten forward in Saber history. He's up there in games played. He's up there in points. He is not one of the best Sabers ever, but he is a Sabers great. So that is my team. It's Danny Briere, Rick Martin, and Don Luce. And then it is Phil Housley and Brian Campbell and Dominic Hashik. So your instant reaction is what? Um, goaltending, you win. Um, defense, I think you would win as well. But I think my forward group is so much better than yours. Really? It's, I think it's so. so much better. It's two of the two of the three. I think, of the Eichel's, same. I think Eichel's a lot better than Don Luce. Oh man! I will we'll, see. This is what's tough because we're going to put this to a poll on Twitter now to see who's got the better team, and that is the major difference. And I have ima- imagining that well, the Twitter atmosphere and your is going to think that Eichel. Much I'll also yeah. say your defense isn't that much better because Dalin might end up being one of the best NHL defensemen. He so, might be Phil Housley, yeah, or even yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Phil Housley's of course going to have better offensive numbers because of the era he played in. But, right. like, Darlene, Darlene has a chance to be, you know, multiple Norris winner. Um, So, we'll see. But, I, I mean, I'll give you – you have the biggest advantage in goalie. Defense, I would say, is pretty close. Um, And I think my advantage in forward would make it – it's really tight. It is really tight. You did a lot better than I thought you would because I thought mine was unparalleled. So, I think that, uh, you know, props to you for – having less of options because you didn't have the full slate and you build a team that's at least, in my opinion, I think mine's a little better, but yours is at least close. But we'll put it to a point. I think it needs to be a point. My last minute fix, I like, I realized, oh wait, I could, I could switch this up a little bit. I could get Don Luce in there because Don Luce is a respectable choice uh, at the forward group. Like I agree. He's not Eichel, but I, but I thought I needed to get him in there because my original team uh, was the same, except instead of Luce, I had Dave Andrew in there using two and five. And then I only had one and zero left over. And the best I could do with that on the blue line was Christian Erhoff. And I thought if I put Christian Erhoff on this team, all I was going to get was laughed at. Um, well. <laughs> you would just all you would hear from your team is just a really loud noise off the boards after <laughs> Airhoff misses the net by ten feet. Yes, that's that's right. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to put a poll up. We got my Sudoku team versus Jordan Sudoku team. If you've got a team of your own that you think is better, be sure to tweet it at us at Sneaky Joe WGR at Jr Hanskin and at Locked On Sabers on Twitter. Jordan's going to come back with number twelve on our Saber fifty list. I was up for number eleven last, so Pat Lafontaine is our more most recent nominee on our Sabers fifty list. I put a poll up earlier too that we should talk about on Twitter. Who will be the next non-player selected? Because I think we might go a while without it but i was interested in that so maybe we'll talk about that for a second as well but first quick minute for rockauto.com a family business serving auto part customers online for over 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody does not require membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck like right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com 
Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin, back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We are up through number 11, and we are up to number 12 in our Sabres 50 list, the 50 greatest figures in Sabre history in honor of their upcoming 50th season and 50th anniversary, no matter what the team tries to tell you. One through 11 so far. I'm going to hope to get faster and faster at this. We've got Dominic Hasek at one, Gilbert Perot at two, Lindy Ruff at three, Rick Jenneret at four, the Knoxes at number five, Rob Ray at number six, Rick Martin at number seven, Ryan Miller at number eight, Danny Gare, number nine, Renee Robert, number 10, and Pat LaFontaine all the way down at number 11. Before Jordan, you nominate number 12. I put a poll up earlier at Lockdown Sabres who the next non player on our Sabres 50 list would be. I put up three options Ted Darling, former play by play man of the team for the TV side, 1970 through 91, Scotty Bowman. And Punch Imlach. Punch Imlach basically built a team at the beginning. And then other write-in. 41% Darling, 30% Bowman, 18% Punch Imlach, 10% for other. Um, I don't anticipate one of those guys will be your pick at 12 here, but let's find out. Jordan, number 12, the 12th best individual in Sabre history is who? Um, I wanted to go with another guy that I thought was one of the best at what he did. Um, and this guy, you know, racked up a lot of, lot of goals for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, and he's arguably the best power play. Probably, I mean, Ovechkin will probably beat this um, when his career is all said done. He might have already beat it, but like one of the best power play scorers of all time is Dave Andrichuk, and uh, I think that he should be next. Yeah. Um, I like this. He's the all-time leader in power play goals. Uh, he was a part of that 92-93 team that scored like crazy and has records that will never be broken. Um, and he has a second stint here. He made, I think, was he one of the few on our Sabre number list that made it twice? 25 and 52? Um, I don't remember who else would have. Craig Revae maybe made it at 52? I don't remember. But Andrew Chuck, it's funny, because of our age, we, you, you probably, like me, remember him more with the Lightning. Yes. Um, I remember my dad actually saying, like, you know that he was a saber, right? And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was uh, that was one of those uh, surprises. But, uh, yeah, oh, I mean, Ovechkin will beat him. He's going to pass him probably next year. Um, yep. He's 14, 14 goals away. Um, but, I mean, how, how often do the Sabres have guys at the top um, of lists, really? Mm-hmm. It's like probably Hashik and Andrzejczyk, really. And Rob Ray. I don't know if Rob Ray has the most. No, he doesn't have the most. Power. No, so, he wouldn't have the most penalty minutes. Yeah, yeah. that would be a good but, trivia question. Was it Ty Domi? It is Ty Domi. You, you know, yeah. one one that came up actually today on Twitter. Uh, one player that does have the all-time best in Celtic Sabres, Dalton Smith. Remember Dalton Smith? The I guy who played Dalton. one minute for the Sabres this past season, and it was basically a joke that he was even up with the team. Uh, he finished with a plus one. But he only played a minute, nine seconds. So Dalton Smith, this isn't like a real stat that I see almost ever (laughs) referenced. But technically, Dalton Smith has the best plus minus per 60 minutes in NHL history. (laughs) For now. For for now. Well, I mean, who would beat that? You'd think about it. If you played one game and you played 20 minutes in that game, you'd have to be a plus 20 to match what Dalton Smith's uh, rate was. That's very funny. That's very funny. He should... If I'm Dalton Smith, I never want to play in the NHL again. And here's why. One, that is kind of cool to mention, but I guess if you're not a stat guy, you don't care. But he'll also, I know this is a Sabre, uh, true for the Sabres. I'm not sure if it is NHL-wise. I'll have to look. But he's the only Sabre in history that has more penalty minutes than time on ice. Because he got (laughs) got a two-minute minor, but he only played a minute in the game. So, you know, 
He, he, Why I even mean, have him? Why even play him? If he's because only play a minute. Bottrell thought they needed grit and toughness, and they brought the goon up from Rochester, and he didn't do anything. And then Kruger realized he was useless, and he didn't put him back on the ice. So that that how did we get there? Uh, Dave Andrews. Um, Dave Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> Number twelve um, on our Saber fifty list. But yeah, like a, just a premier goal scorer in the NHL, and uh, you know I think that he's well deserving of number twelve. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be back with number 13. We'll talk more about the upcoming offseason. We'll talk more playoffs. Robin Leonard getting a couple into starts. So I think I maybe overreacted to the whole flurry Leonard thing, but I don't think I did. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what, ha- what happens with Vegas. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure to join us again on tomorrow's podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sabres. This has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.